2: I will call upon you to do a service
0: for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumbacasino.com. Welcome
1: to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-
1: that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. website for details. This episode is brought to you by Lifetime's Robin Roberts presents Mahalia. From executive producers Robin Roberts and Linda Berman comes the biopic of the legendary Mahalia Jackson. Grammy Award winner Daniel Brooks stars as the trailblazer whose music moved, inspired, and changed people's hearts. Critics have praised Brooks' transformative performance into the Queen of Gospel as thunderingly good. Directed by Kenny Leon and written by Bettina Jillowah and Todd Kreidler, this Lifetime original movie continues to inspire viewers and highlights the ongoing fight for social justice. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia for your Emmy consideration in all categories. (laughs) Howdy, folks, and welcome to another episode of Deadline's new Hollywood podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dino Ray Ramos. Today, we have the wonderful Song Kang from Fast and Furious 9, a.k.a. F9, if you want to call it that. Whatever, you know, call it whatever you want, because it is a bonkers fun movie, and it's out June 25th uh sung kang as you know has been in many a thing but he is known as han in the fast and furious franchise which is a wonderful fun summer jaunt with cars so i hope you all enjoy it uh sung kang is wonderful we loved having him on the podcast so without further ado here is sung kang
0: welcome. Welcome to Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast.
3: Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Thank you for
0: joining us today. Um, So, I mean, we've obviously, we've, we've seen you in a lot of things. Um, obviously the Fast and the Furious franchise is, is, is on top, but we've also seen you in Power. Um, you've been in Better Luck Tomorrow, which I just found out and I didn't know this. I just found out that your character from that movie is the same character in Fast and the Furious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Crossover, Yeah.
0: Which I'm like, is maybe, is that the first time that that's ever been done before? Taking a character from like a whole different and putting it to, I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, it's
3: unofficial as long as paramount and universal. Right,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. that's, that, anyways, I thought that was interesting, fascinating, I didn't know that till today. Um, so for people who didn't know, um, here's-, here's <laughs> There you the go,
1: trivia yeah. for everyone.
0: Oh look, do you have a oh dog in the back? <gasps> well, yeah. you, oh my you, goodness, go, look go. how cute this dog
1: is. Oh, yeah. go oh my God oh my lord okay. oh, oh my goodness
0: my <laughs> oh my goodness what's what's his or her name
3: Teji which Teji? means okay with Teji. a d-a-d-a-e-j-i means pig in korean
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh my god i like how he so made cute. a cameo thank you Ed. Thank, yeah, thank you for, for joining us
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) you can say if
0: you want, it's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, don't
3: embarrass me, shake, shake.
0: Oh yeah! Oh again, my God! God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. That. Was, so. Anyways. Um. Back, back. Now that we're all. I think track. everyone's
1: just distracted by dogs here. Yeah. My, oh, yeah.
0: The dog, is the dog, you guys. I know you guys can't see this dog, but it's the cutest oh. dog. Um. So a song. So I want to ask you. Um. So you, you, you. You're from Georgia, right? You grew up in yes. Atlanta. Um. Was it Atlanta?
3: Uh, Gainesville, I, Gainesville. I, I lived in Atlanta Clarkston when I was younger and then moved up to Gainesville
0: okay okay cool um so so what what made you just just what made you want to become an actor like what, what, what where was the spark for you
3: I think it's growing up you know in mm-hmm. places like Georgia where you, you know just being you know a child of the 70s and 80s you know there was very few Asian Americans out there um you know and then as a kid, you're looking for identity, especially in America. As you're turning on TV, you got sports heroes, you got the action heroes, and you got the movies, and you're looking for yourself, you're looking for a voice. And you know, I didn't want to like be invisible. I felt like, you know, I would go to school, and if I didn't know martial arts or was good at geometry, I had no like purpose, mm-hmm. I had no function or no place. Right. And that's something I, you know, as an American kid, you adopt and you you digest everything that is beautiful about being growing up in america like mm-hmm. to wish the dream to say i want to be a sports star. i want to be a jordan i want to be a steve King, right. i want to be a brad pitt and so you know as a kid i knew that that was part of my personality i wasn't a model minority if you will i wasn't quiet someone punched me i punched them back you know that was just mm-hmm. the way you know it, that's just the way i was wired and I wanted a voice, Amanda, Was simple Mm as that was that I said, before I die, how do I like be relevant? How am I not invisible? And I looked at my sports heroes and I said, maybe baseball is the way to do it. But, you know, in the eighties, there weren't the Chan Ho parks or these, you know, major league players from all over the world that Mm -hmm. could inspire kids saying you can do as well, right? So I was looking, looking for like my mentor and, you know, on, in the movies, you know, you know, and people use Bruce Lee almost as a cliche. But it wasn't the martial arts. It was about when I saw, you know, dudes like wear um, like on the basketball court wear Bruce Lee as a t-shirt while they're playing. I knew that he crossed over. Like his mm-hmm. ethos, his power, his his ideology is what people you know, responded to, not necessarily his Asianness or just right. his martial arts, right? I said that's something I wanted to do but I said yeah. how do you do that you know at my dinner conversations it was about you know how do you you know get out of you know the situation we're in financially and have a home have a business card have insurance have the right. American right. dream that an immigrant like my mother would have and not being the movie star like yeah. that's insane you know that's for our, that's for privileged, right? Yeah, I
0: I, but, I read that your, your your parents were hesitant when you when you first started going out and, and pursuing the career.
3: Still hesitant. My mom to this
1: day. <laughs> oh my god! And you're part uh, of the biggest. Fr- well, uh, the that biggest sounds on career. brand for Asian parents, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or any immigrant was, parents. Right? Dina, D,
3: so you know Dina wears glasses. I wear glasses typically, and my mother hmm. tells me. And when I told her I wanted to be an actor, she saw something that I was in. I was so proud. It was like my first thing. So I VHS, you know, and uh, she watches it and I call her and she goes, yeah, you know, they're just people who aren't, you know, born to be actors and that's you. And I go, what, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, why? She goes, you wear glasses. Like, you don't take, you have to wear glasses. Otherwise you look like you're up to something. You don't, you have cold eyes. She goes, You're not born. You're not there. People were born to do that. And I go, Like who? She was like <laughs> Elvis Presley. Like, like Moses
1: from you know, you know Charlton Heston. I'm like, what are you yeah. talking? about i love that she used those as examples. <laughs> but it's like but that just sounds so on point for any immigrant parents right it's like it's coming out from love you know but also at the same time it's like all oh, they shape they're shading you they'll shade. me the first to shade you <laughs> first
3: right they're like who's gonna watch you and i'm like because <laughs> i don't even want to watch you if I don't want to watch you, right. I want you. I'm great confidence builder. Yeah, right. That's, this is why I'm an actor. This is why I chose this field. I right. love that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, as I get older, I understand where her concern and her, you know, I guess her lens, her point of reference mm-hmm. comes from, you know, you know. She is the working class, you know. That conversation of being at the Oscars or being on TV and like wearing a tuxedo, you know, she wasn't. You know, I when the first time I like you know was flown like on a business flight for a film, you know, I was like think talking to my mom about it, and she to this day, you know, to this day she can't imagine like she could merit like being there, and that's like the mindset that you know I grew up with, so no fault to her she wanted something stable right right yeah and that's some wish right because she there's no way she can help me right Um, yeah
0: yeah yeah. we talk about it all the time on this podcast because Dino and I are both first generation um well I'm first generation Nigerian and you know for it's hard for our parents when we when we want to go for these unconventional type careers because you know they they came to this country for you know the American dream which is yeah. in their head is you know you, you can become a doctor yeah. a lawyer an engineer and become yeah. super successful they don't really see success in other areas and like you said it's it's not to their fault obviously they want the best for their kids yeah. but, you know just thinking of like the examples that your mom pulled up about you know people <laughs> that you want to watch on tv obviously they there our parents didn't see a lot of who what we look like on tv or on on in film either yeah. so that also added to their obviously added to their hesitation their you know
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah like our like my, my like our parents my parents didn't come here to like have me host a podcast
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> well, well like in retrospect you know but now yeah. they're like they're a they little bit that, more though, like remember, i don't
0: know if your parents said my parents were like we didn't come here to watch you dance or watch <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> or I mean yeah, yeah. all
1: this stuff? Yeah. yeah it, it is yeah. interesting though cuz like well now they're supportive i think they just like pretty much gave up they're just like oh you're going to do what you want but like once my sister had her grandkids or the the grandkids then all the like they don't care about me anymore. right like once <laughs> once like grandkids are in the picture or anything you know my parents don't care about me they, they care about me but they're they're just like oh wait so you're gonna do this okay fine whatever <laughs>
0: you know we'll, we'll focus yeah. our attention to <laughs> the rest of the grandkids doctors yeah yeah,
1: yeah. uh well some what you know what were your first experiences like you know in hollywood or you know auditioning and and for roles uh you know i think you're you're probably more of my generation you know in, in that interesting crux of gen x and millennial uh but yeah but like how was it what 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 kind of auditions were you going on what roles were you landing like i think i know the answer but i want to hear it from you
3: <laughs> nothing oh, zero. Oh, yeah wow. i mean from 94 i started studying with the gentleman sal romeo who mm. I sought after because I wanted to find other Asian American males that were playing three-dimensional roles. So I I watched the film A Map of the Human Art starring Jason Scott Lee, Hawaiian, Chinese-born. I mean, Hawaiian-born, Chinese-American actor studied under Sal. Dustin Nguyen from 21 Jump Street also Mm -hmm. studied with Sal. So they're about 10 years older than me. And I saw their career. I would watch and kind of, you know like track them and go, hey, I wonder where they got their foundation. So I was doing an extra job for Sencom security. It was a home security starring uh, Peter Falk, Columbo. And I played like a background actor. And the production manager was a striving Korean American actor and said that he had tracked down Jason Scott Lee's acting teacher. And I said, I begged them to take me. I said, I've been looking for Jason, man. I can't, this is pre-internet, social media. I'm like, I'm looking for that guy. I need to you know, follow his path. I need to know like where he trained and all that. So this guy, Steve Kim, took me to go meet Sal. And from that day on, I was studying with Sal and um, I would go out and try to get an uh, um, audition, but you need an agent. And then if you need one agent, you have to be in the union, all that stuff. You know, back in the day you know if you really wanted the information it was harder because there was no social you know internet you had to go to Samuel French and look through the books and then go and do extra gigs and ask you know you know PAs and ask veteran you know professional SAG extra guys like how do I get a voucher how do I do that and so probably from 94 to like 99 98 you know I was just trying to survive I mean I was a delivery guy I was a bartender or as a waiter I was a a tutor you know I had all these jobs like within this like romantic notion of I'm pursuing this you know this this dream called the Hollywood actor and at that time it was still affordable you could go get a couple of jobs and still pay rent and live with a few people and you know still pay for acting class and do student film so it was you know it was a it was a good time in terms of economy to be able to do it but then in terms of opportunity there was nothing guys like Mm -hmm. i mean i I couldn't get an agent to save my life so my friends and i from acting class created a fake management company we knew an actress who could do a like a fake british accent sounded (laughs) good to us she recorded she recorded on her voicemail on the pager remember they had the voicemail. You would call and you would just hit the voicemail and go, Hi, you know, Bernstein and you know Halliburton are not in at the moment, but please leave your message. And it was this be- elegant, you know, you know, British accent. And then via fax machine, we would pull, you know, a few hundred dollars a month and then buy the breakdowns per day. And then mm-hmm. we would rotate. So there'd be like seven of us, and then I and Dino would Look through all the breakdowns and we'd find the character breakdown that would fit you, Amanda, and me, and the other guys. Oh, okay. Put into a fake letterhead and envelope. And then we hired a courier company that had access to the studio casting directors. We couldn't get in. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they would just dump it in their mailroom. And then they would go, who's Bernstein and Halliburton? (laughs) (laughs) That's so dope.
2: And I got my first job.
3: My first job was with Romani Malco from 40-Year-Old Virgin.
2: Oh, yes.
3: He and I got this PSA, anti-racism PSA for Cal State Pomona or Fullerton. Mm -hmm. And it was through this fake management company that I got my first paid gig. And it was with him. And we were like starting our career, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I want to be an actor, you know, but I come from music, and I I wanted to be a hip hop artist, and I'm going into acting." And basically, it's he and I at a bus bus stop, and you get in, you hear our inner dialogue, and it's just racial, like,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: battering each other to go, "Don't do that!" (laughs) It's so so
0: stupid.
1: well now there's no more racism there's no more racism (laughs) your psa
3: works good job but we taught you a whole bunch of slangs you didn't know
1: Oh my! That whole story wow. you just said is like a movie.
0: It it's used like to a, be a grind out here. Like I wonder. I don't. I mean, I'm not. An, I don't wonder how people. I'm sure it's so much easier now these days. But like yeah. <laughs> the creativity that y'all had to do just to get in the room and
1: yeah. I and mean it's also like y'all y'all didn't have that access mm-hmm. and y'all made that access and yeah. you know it, it may be questionable to some people, but. <laughs>
0: And you, and you know, it's it's crazy that you say like, you had to like go through and take turns choosing the roles that fit, yeah. you know. Because that
1: shows that there weren't a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That
3: fit. God, there yeah.
1: yeah. There were none.
3: There were no roles. I mean, I went out for stuff that was like, I knew I was never going to get. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you look at it. It's like 70 year old, you know, Zen Buddhist master. I'm like, what are you, <laughs> me my hair walking in? What's <laughs> up guys? <laughs> I'm from Georgia.
2: Hey. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I'm really excited with, about Bernstein Management. Let's let's
2: <laughs> let's bring
1: them back, right? Let's bring them back.
0: That's
2: my
3: speech. <laughs> i like to thank Bernstein. Yes,
0: right you should, <laughs> you should. your Oscar speech, right? For yeah. getting me my first gig. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, it's like I mean, like yeah, it's questionable, but it was needed because right. otherwise, wh- how would you all have gotten? You guys were hustling, you know, it, it, and and creatively. Just the fact that you started all of that shows that you have that ambition and like the drive. So people should, should be all, shout out to Bernstein, whatever <laughs> management company,
2: <laughs> right?
1: Um, but wait, you you did start, you know, eventually. Fast forward to two thousand two, better luck tomorrow comes out, right? And. Yeah and it, it, you know it was groundbreaking and it made an impact I want to say like I have this interesting like, mo- like kind of dialogue in my head about Better Luck Tomorrow like I was so excited for it when it came out I was all I like had just graduated college I was all oh my god this is so dope um I mean like it did cause waves, but it kind of like it seemed like Hollywood was like oh that's cool and then they stopped paying attention right they're just like oh, this is so groundbreaking, but whatever, you know, and, and then it kind of fizzled away. Like, how, what, you know, what was your experience making that film? And, you know, and, and it caused ways, but, like, how did you even, like, navigate the, I don't want to say aftermath, but the reaction, because it, it reached a peak. I remember, like, people still talk about, uh, 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 who, who, who was, was it Roger Ebert in, in the Sundance screening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh like vo- being very vocal about that like there were a bunch of uh publicists like David Magdell and Annalie Paolo who I still talk to now that they were a part of that team at, yeah. at uh and they, everyone was like so emotional but then kind of just faded away and I was like oh what happened but like how did you just even like from the beginning of that to kind of like that you know the reaction how did you how did you navigate all that?
3: well i'll start by answering the uh, reaction part of it right yeah and, well the fizzle fizzle part of it right yeah in hindsight when you look, compare you just study you just apples to apples you know crazy rich asians to better oh. like tomorrow yeah. you know it's 15 years you know post internet email right? right global global consumption of media and know it's show business what we were taught by paramount early on which was a great education for us is that you can be idealistic as artists but it's called show business operating business and there's numbers right if pna is going to cost two and a half million and our budget was a hundred thousand dollars and the movie makes five million it doesn't merit anything it's like Mm. man maybe we'll send it to home dvd we'll make some ancillary income but it doesn't it didn't make enough it made 30 million it would have been a different conversation Mm -hmm. oh and Mm. best advice we got during that time and producer sat us down and said it's not a matter of color you could be green orange blue if you make us green there will be more product right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah look at jackie chan look at jelly there's a consumption of that from a demographic that merits about 30 30 million you know in the box office so you can make a movie for 15, pay the actors, do some ad, and you make 10 million. People are pretty happy, at least back then. At 5 million, it's a massive campaign. It's like could be a fluke, you know, they don't have anything to compare it to. And the email was just beginning, and that's why we even got to 5 million, was all the Asian American student organizations throughout America, the yeah. universities, they were the first ones to really rally on the email, you know campaigns and communication right yeah. and that's how the word of mouth you know went, you know uh, got around and that's how we were able to travel and mm-hmm. campaign and that goes into like the experience you know that was like you know when you see documentaries or you hear about boy bands and their journey you know at the beginning mm-hmm. when everything was great and <laughs> you're learning to be famous and all right. that that was us man like we're still in the red Robin in and all of a sudden like no one knows our name nobody ever asked me for a picture they're like hey can you come here and take the picture for us (laughs) right for the first time like someone's like hey can I take a picture with you Han like and they talk about your work and most importantly where you besides you know yourself you see all of these college kids that remind you of yourself when you were that age and it's you gave them something they were searching for, their face on a movie mm, mm. that could explain at least a glimpse of their life, mm. you know. And BLT really kind of tapped into that age demographic, the stresses you have trying to get into college, the social stresses, being Asian American in Southern Cali, all of that, that ego or the cadence that a, you know West Coast Asian American has, opposed to the East Coast or. From the south right so mm. you know i think it was interesting to see because we were in our 30s when we did that film and so we see these college kids and you see in their eyes it's like we were their backstreet boys at the time and everyone yeah. has their favorite like what you know mm-hmm. one college student to you know perry because he's cute he's so cute yeah,
2: <laughs> you
3: know and Someone likes me because I'm smoldering and the quiet yes. one, right? You the were, the, you were yeah. brooding all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so that experience was amazing. The filmmaking aspect of it was, you know, for me, eye-opening and my first experience working with Asian Americans um, um. that had a similar, I guess, mission. You know, yeah, yeah. like a similar dream and at least their approach it wasn't like posturizing and they weren't doing it for the wrong reasons you know previously i worked on some asian american films and i was like you guys just want to be a director so you could say that but you don't really know what you're doing you don't have a why no. while you're making these movies and you don't know how to be a leader like you can go to school and you can be from ivy league or go to nyu or ucla but if you don't know how to collaborate with people and communicate and tell people stories like we have no chance and yeah. so it was a long time coming to find a filmmaker like Justin Lin that could talk yeah. to me in like basketball analogy so we can just cut to the chase like have a shorthand but also have a real why behind it you yeah. know and mm. he walked the walk you know like we were offered he was offered a million dollars to get rid of us and recast better like tomorrow to all kept Caucasian actors. Wow.
1: Shot. Why didn't I not I may have known that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god. Well,
3: like like a week prior, we
1: we they pulled out.
3: They said cuz our budget was like 150 or something and yeah. they said, we'll give you a million, but you have to change the cast." And he's like, "Wow." wow. And so Wow. They pulled out. We shot one day and mm. at the church parking lot which we didn't pay for, we were there on like a Sunday. <laughs> and then we shot that and then justin called me i went to go play some basketball and he said i'll give you the tape you know the stuff we shot but you know we're not going to really be able to shoot this movie i'm going to put some stuff on my credit card but i don't think we're going to be able to finish you know and then he then he called mc hammer
0: yeah i read about that and mc hammer like wired you guys the money the next day or something yeah yeah
1: yeah, thank I mean God, here he, comes the hammer.
0: I know. Come on. That's cool. It was yeah. hammer
1: time. I
3: mean, <laughs> that tells you, because it wasn't hammer time. I mean, he, he deserves a lot of credit. And for, you know, Tokyo Drift fans, if you go back to Tokyo scenes, he's all over Tokyo on the billboards.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Justin
3: put them all over there as a thank you, you know. But Justin had met him at the convention center to look at the Canon XL1. It was the first consumer three-chip camera back back in the day, and it was an option to the cost of shooting on film, right? Because he was planning on doing BLT. And Hammer was there because he's like a techie and he was asking Justin, hey kid, you know, you anything about this? And, you know, he was helping him out and he goes, what do you want to do? And he goes, I want to be a director. And, you know, he gave him his phone number. He goes, well, call me one day, kid. And then fast forward, yeah, run out of the money. He's like, he has a souvenir of Hammer on the wall going, I have his number, he calls him you know, it's like, Hammer, you know, remember me? He goes, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, but, yeah, I was that kid. And he goes, yeah, what's up? And he goes, he tells him the story. And he goes, hey, kid, it's not Hammer time anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, I can send you this. And, you know, no strings attached, but I want to yeah. support your dream. And so, you know, he really kind of sparked this whole, like, you know, the the next stage of, like, Let's try. So then, you know, Justin, we just kept shooting. And then yep. we ran out of money again. And he said, you credit cards, <laughs> swipe in those credit cards. But each company is like, you know, slowly blocking the other one. And then um, <laughs> I, was wor- I was working at a restaurant in Beverly Hills and this couple, Japanese couple, that shot commercials for Japanese, uh, uh, you know, corporations came in and they saw how like depressed I was. And I told them what was going on, that we we're getting shut down. And she asked if you know, she could meet Justin and read the script. And then, and then the next day we went to see her and then she wrote us a $50,000 check. My goodness. Wow. <sighs> $50,000. <000. laughs> so we God. were able to get goodness. through that movie. And then Cherry Sky Joan, a student at Berkeley, had interest in being a producer or going into filmmaking and Justin had was a TA and he had done you know went over there to help somebody from the the Japanese American Museum right and had met Joan. And when he ran out of you know money called her and said, you know hey do you remember me and she's like yeah and then she came in and she invested so then we had like this total grassroots like hollywood story of people have from hammer come on like hammer
0: <laughs> right. Come on, My goodness. right and look at you guys now like yeah. you, you and justin like you just you're on i mean fast nine like this yeah one of the biggest franchises in the freaking planet like
1: i know and like, like for the record i, I can't take credit for this. A, a, a friend uh Friend Jacqueline, you know Jacqueline Amanda from Rotten Tomatoes. She like tweeted one day. She was all, "Just to let you all know, the Fast and Furious had a cinematic universe way before Marvel." (laughs) That will (laughs) fall (laughs) down. This episode is brought to you by Lifetime's Robin Roberts presents Mahalia. From executive producers Robin Roberts and Linda Berman comes the biopic of the legendary Mahalia Jackson. Grammy Award winner Daniel Brooks stars as the trailblazer whose music moved, inspired, and changed people's hearts. Critics have praised Brooks's transformative performance into the Queen of Gospel as thunderingly good. Directed by Kenny Leon and written by Bettina Jillowah and Todd Kreidler, this Lifetime original movie continues to inspire viewers and highlights the ongoing fight for social justice. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia for your Emmy consideration in all categories.
0: But I mean, it's true, and it's well, like I said, it's one of the biggest franchises on the planet, and it's so mm. it's so great to hear the story, to hear where you guys came from, and the grind, and the grassroots, um, mm. um, um, getting investors to to where you are where you guys are now. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, um, and I mean, obviously, your character. We first saw your character Han in uh, in Tokyo Drift. Um, where where he sadly died, but then we got to see him again. Died,
1: quote unquote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Fast and version of died. Um, then, you know, obviously they, because your your character was such a fan favorite, they brought it back to the prequels, um, and now we get to we get to see him again in in this latest um, latest one. So I'm just I'm, I'm just curious for you, um, just um, just going back to like when you were when you first signed on to do this film what were your expectations? Um, and then what, what, what would you say appealed to you about, Oh, was it just, was it just like, uh, you know, you, you, there, the character you were familiar with and it was a great opportunity to bring him to life. And this, what was what was the appeal for you to, 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 to do this?
3: To- well, the, the appeal is like, uh, a, a, the call to action from the, the, hashtag justice for Han yeah I think sparked by you know Jen and really supported by Jen Yamato yeah friend uh, friend (laughs) love Jen yeah yeah and I you know I I don't think I ever had met Jen prior to that you know and Mm -hmm. um you know she started that I started seeing on social media and then you know you know I I felt like Han could rest in peace. And as an actor, I wanted to explore other characters and it was great Mm -hmm. to go on that journey, but I was ready to go. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing complete strangers out there and that are not biased because they're like song or they're my friend. They actually have a deep rooted like reasons and the itch that they need to scratch. Like Jen, you know, this whole justice for Han. And, Mm -hmm. And then just like observing it from, you know, 30 feet away going, how awesome is it to be part of a universe where characters you know are brought back to life even just an idea and memory right like she had a she had a whole like shrine and like a like a vigil she went and bought flowers i'm like at first i was like this woman's crazy because you <laughs> want to talk to her and i'm like no no and that's crazy I go, that's crazy you went in a funeral for me that is a <laughs> perfect character like, i don't want to meet her but isn't that weird that, though yeah like you're yeah. it is weird it, it's like your yeah.
0: face is in this memorial, yeah. but it's like that's not. It's you. not you, but not it is you. you. <laughs> what
3: do I show up with? Like a yeah. flower for myself? Yeah. yeah it's like I'll. Like, oh, what do,
0: you
2: do? It's like,
0: I'd Like
3: that
2: I'd is like confusing. To say a few words.
1: <laughs> 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 I want to take, thank my management company. I'm just like, <laughs> Bernstein and
0: Halpern. Bernstein. Bernstein and Halpern. <laughs> I would to <laughs> Uh, but 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 did you i mean were did you expect i mean you, you joined you joined the film and i can't remember what your tokyo drift came out i'm spacing but w- did you know this was sort of the trajectory that this franchise was going on like what were what were sort of your expectations when you first signed on did you think you're gonna be one and done since your character i mean obviously you said you're you know you were ready to um explore yeah explore yeah but th- when you first signed on was that like sort of what was? What did they tell you? What was the roadmap that they gave you? Was it like you're? They, they tell me nothing. They
3: tell okay. you very little because I don't think they know what to tell yeah, <laughs> you. Know, What's going on? They're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I remember I asked the producer from the Fast franchise. I said, Hey, you know, how are you bringing me back? Like, <laughs> like I'm dead. Like, I think it was like on. Six or something and then i was like i've died like we showed me die multiple times like how do you do that and he looks at me and he goes son what he goes it's a fast movie
2: <laughs> that's
3: <laughs> true <laughs> well, what <laughs> they go, they love you it's all that matters it's man. all that matters for yeah, <laughs> yeah. but when i signed on to tokyo drift first it was everything was like first time at disneyland you know mm-hmm. like my eyes are like I'm behind the gates of the studio that they, they actually right. let me in oh suckers right I, <laughs> I, mean, I was just worried that they were going to find out I didn't know what I was doing you know what yeah. I mean yeah. really and when you know in the script I you know I knew that you know by the end of it you know, Han was gonna you know pass away yeah. but I was cool with it I was like yeah hey, I got to go on this experience with my friend and you know, let's see what happens. And, you know, Justin had no idea because Tokyo Drift was supposed to go straight to DVD. You know, yes. nobody, mm-hmm. nobody cared, you know, and somehow, you know, Vin's cameo and this like, you know, somehow this, this need for that world, you know, started to grow that spark, right? And uh, so we had no expectation at all. And, and Justin was, he had done this uh, film called Annapolis, right, mm-hmm. with James Franco. And that's where he met Tyrese and Jordana. Mm-hmm. And it had come out while we were shooting Tokyo Drift and the, the, the critics killed it. And he thought he was, that was it. Like he yeah, was yeah. like, dude, you're so lucky. I got to do, I got a job before the movie came up because I don't think they would have hired me, right? Yeah. And, and that really sparked his like, you know, motivation because it was I got a need, like this could be my last film. And so there was this like underlying, like, you know necessity for the film to work and. You know, people don't know this, but when we made that movie, it was many times like you know considered like a follow-up to Better Luck Tomorrow because of the amount of goodwill we had in the Asian American community to support that film. We had mm-hmm. you know real consultants to help with the drifting. We had you know all of these like extras and background people come and support the film. A lot of our friends are in the, you know crew and the cast, right? Mm-hmm. So you know there was this kind of you know, you know this need, this desperation, this like hopefulness within this movie. But we didn't know. You know, mm-hmm. like better luck tomorrow. There was no prediction because when we went to Sundance, I had I called, Justin called me. He goes, "Wait, we, we're in Sundance." I go, "Dude, I don't dance. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a watcher. Like I don't." He goes, "No, nah, man." <laughs> it's in utah it's the film market i like, go what are you talking about so like, you're gonna buy dv do we sell dvd there like what are you like i had no idea man like i had no idea what it was for like it was an education to go there and be a part of that journey understand the independent film market and learn that and be in competition and be sold and all of that so you know going into to tokyo drift it was really like my first time that I didn't have to go. Well, actually I was still working. I had like jobs. I was working as a bartender and like a, a waiter yeah. while I was shooting Tokyo Drift. You know, wow. because well, I, yeah. I didn't know. And even when the movie came out, I was still working, right? So, wow. you know, it's not like I got an agent right away. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, so what? Like, you I you know, I'm thinking this will follow the Hollywood narrative and I'll, the movie will come out. And, um, and by the way, when we were shooting the movie, I didn't know if I was even going to be in the movie. Like, who knew that Han was going to be beloved? It's you know, it's Sean yeah. Boswell's. You know, he's there's a main character, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was just sitting there like watching everybody eating the snacks. <laughs> going, yeah, this set is nice. <laughs> that's nice. That's a good scene. Good work,
1: guys. Good work. <laughs> well, well, Jeez. what? Well, speaking to like you know with Han. I can't remember like where did the snacking come from because he's always Mm -hmm. habitually snacking and I'm like oh that's kind of like me uh I see myself in the snacking but was that like by accident was that written in because you know I mean I know this may be boring to some people but I'm just curious because I'm like because we always see him with some sort of like shrimp chip situation or (laughs) something
3: (laughs) um well, you know, in Better Like better Tomorrow Han smoked and he's in okay. high
1: school right?
3: and he's chain smoking and mm-hmm. like that movie's rated R, it's indie, it's a darker story. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you know and that's that's the movie I learned how to smoke really, like I didn't wasn't really a smoker before that mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, but that movie I had to learn how to smoke to really, mm-hmm. you know, pull that off and uh, it was appropriate for that Han, but then they were trying to kind of Put Han elements into the Han and Tokyo drift. And that that part of it, you know, I had a discussion with Justin and everyone that was involved. Um, and, you know, I my perspective was there's a lot of kids that's going to watch this film, man. And, yeah. you know, that's going to, I know that yeah. because when I was a kid, I started like rolling paper and go, yeah, I want to be cool, like James Dean or so yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I watched uh, the behind the scenes of Magnificent Seven and uh, Steve McQueen's talking about what he did when he had no lines. Mm. Like, How do you stay active as an actor when you have these mega stars and you're just kind of in the background and he would snack, He would like be at some kind of activity, like start playing with, like fixing his gun or washing something. Mm. And, and then I saw Brad Pitt in Snatch and I was like, ah, oh, he doesn't talk much, but when you're yeah. observing you snack, you know. We okay. watch movies and we're eating, and I'm like, it's perfect as a mentor, Hans' energy to be able to watch from afar, mm-hmm. and then you know to to be able to, oh. and then then when the camera's on you, if it's like you know a three shot or a four shot, yeah. a wide shot, and I have no lines, and you know there's all this business and romance going on, you know it's like after five seconds you go, yeah, you know, okay, I get it, and then you see the dude over there, I can't go. Oh, okay. Mix it up. Right. Mix it up. This, this great actor, veteran actor, stage actor from New York gave me advice one day when I was saying, man, I want to, I want to play the lead, man. Like I want to be the star of the film and I want, I want meat on the bone. And he goes, did you know there was a tree? uh, There's a tree on the Mona Lisa. And I go, what? He goes, there's a tree. He goes, but people think there's only the Mona Lisa, just the, just the woman, but all the pieces make the painting be the best tree sometimes. Sometimes it's easier to be the tree. And I was like, good point. And yeah. so as an actor, you know, if you have no, no, no lines or you're just there in a the big, you know, big, like white shot, yeah. you know, it taught me to have activity. And yeah. then that's how, you know, people find you intriguing. And I think that's one of the elements that made Han yeah, like, relatable, relatable, mm. if you will, right? Like we all snack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: he I
1: you yeah. must be cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also right. like I, I'm glad I, I never connected that you know seeing Han smoke in Better Luck Tomorrow, yeah. and like seeing him snacking in the Fast and Furious franchise. It's kind of like all oh he quit smoking and now he's like this is his kind of replacement habit. Right. So I, I I enjoy that that, that yeah. that's cool. And I I I'd never realized that his name credited sometimes is Han Solo Soul. S e o u l o o h, nod to Han Solo. You're in the Obi Wan series. <laughs> it all
0: comes together. Look at how everything is just coming full circle. Weird.
3: that weird.
2: <laughs>
0: weird? weird.
3: No, well, but it's like, yeah. You know. Well, the Han Solo thing to clear it up is that that's not his name. It's not Han Solo. The Han Solo is a joke that Han is a master of disguise and there was this fake ID
2: that oh, okay, yeah.
3: was you. So it's not his, it, it's not his yeah, real yeah. name. It's his right. Han, so as a joke that- has his
1: alias kind of yeah, thing. And, yeah, and yeah. he's
3: making fun of everybody, but his real name is just Han.
1: There is no mm. last
3: name. And oh, so it's
1: like a Madonna, like he, Cher. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah i mean it's like I, i'm not gonna lie when we we uh, amanda and i watched it uh and i got emotional when he got on screen for real and like seeing everyone hug you i was all oh family reunion yeah. <laughs> and i, was, and I yeah. do i kind of just want a whole spin-off of your story with uh, uh, i forgot the, uh, the 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 actress's name uh the one that you're I look protect- it's
3: black yeah uh, uh, oh oh, no no oh oh uh, anna sawai
1: yeah yeah and that whole story it
3: was yeah yeah
1: yeah is so interesting um but yeah i just i i literally you know i was just like oh you know i'm like reflecting on your role in better luck tomorrow and seeing you go through fast and the the fast and furious franchise yeah fast and furious is like you know you know bonkers and fun and explosions and everything but i was like oh man this franchise is pretty damn woke you know way before woke was a thing you know what I mean (laughs) right
0: inclusive yeah yeah, like when it came to like casting it was a very you know diverse cast like from the beginning it it seemed like that was important to to the to the producer to the filmmaker
1: and also we see the women actually do things not just kind of like be there and being all hey you know we're women yeah. you know
3: <laughs> you know the, the coolest question was when we were doing some of the the epk and promotions was like mm. they were asking me um you know what do you think your opinion about it? like the representation of women they get all these cool action scenes right mm-hmm. and, and i was listening to the question and going "Well, oh, it's nothing new it's not this what, why are you going to ask the question it's not nothing exciting to talk about we been doing it for a while they always kick butt there's always been representation and and I shared that you know sentiment I was like that's pretty awesome that it isn't something that we have to celebrate and go all right like finally right like (laughs) of "Of course you are Michelle of course you're gonna you know beat up 10 dudes right because you're a badass like of course it should be like that so it's 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 nice that when they say oh man I've seen it that part I don't mind seeing over and over because that's good and you know it's 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 nice not to have to celebrate that
1: yeah and I I do like in this one it's not really a spoiler but we see Jordana and Michelle go on their own thing together rather rather than them being paired with a dude you know yeah
0: Michelle mentioned I think in an interview that this was the first time they've actually shared a screen together with Jordana I think think she said it's the first or just by them oh yeah, I don't I, I don't remember what the context was, but she was talking about this is the first time they've actually shared a screen together. I think since maybe the first one.
1: Oh, I, oh, I think
0: yeah. so. I'm I'm I might be misquoting her, but something yeah. like that. Or
1: something like that. Yeah. But I did like their scene when they got ramen, I got really hungry. Like I was like, <laughs> ooh, that looks good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Um so, so so we mentioned um you mentioned Obi Wan and yeah. um, you're also in an Apple TV series, right? With um with um
3: Julianne Moore. Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, Julianne I like Moore. Lizzie's story. It's the Stephen mm-hmm. King. Story. Yeah. A, he, Stephen King wrote the script. I actually got to meet him on set. It's Lizzie?
1: pretty cool. Oh, dope. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Look at you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, but what else do you have coming up that you can talk about, or if there's something that you haven't tackled yet that you're that you're really like itching to tackle yet? What what would that be? Like what genre?
3: Um, well, you know, I'm 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 in. I've been developing a uh, childhood story based on my experience in Gainesville, Georgia, when mm. I was a, you know like ten to twelve. With my family, um, with uh, uh, Sami over at Lucas, you know Lucas TV, um, mm-hmm. and it's a it's called Only an American. It's basically about my childhood with my sister and my my father, my stepfather, and my mom. And mm-hmm. my stepfather is African American. I have a biracial sister. She's five years younger than me, and so it's a, a black dude and a Korean immigrant that it just. Is on the hustle like my mom is on was on the hustle like when she mm. came out here and being and the story of the intersection of Gainesville Georgia that is the poultry capital of America by the way so we you know we, we this is where we, you get all your your it's your <laughs> you, you into poultry so you're welcome that comes from Gainesville
1: okay, okay. But, come on Tyson uh, yeah. chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: But it's 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 you know it's kind of a window into you know the 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 daily experiences that we had and I had and 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 my sister had and my mother had and my dad had in this small southern town and I think to me it's really exciting that it's been getting more like you know interest and it actually for the first time it tastes like chicken and what I mean by that is that. <laughs> I would tell people the story. It's like, hey, my dad's black and we were in Gainesville and we had this and my mom is this and they're two total polar opposites. You know, my dad is like super mellow, always reading. You know, he's like, you know, he's more of like the, you know, the chairman of the board. And my mom is trying to sell you, like, you know, she's just trying to sell you everything. She's trying to sell you cigarettes that she should be selling and <laughs> you like cool T-shirts and Newport stuff that you're supposed to get for free. Like she, they had their, you know, own section, so... I thought like, especially now how timely it is, especially yeah. about with you know, socially what's going on with Asian America, mm. you know, black America, white America, this divisiveness, right? And I go, what are the positive images of interactions between Asians and blacks?
2: Yes. When you see
3: these attacks out there for me, it's very contextualized this whole Asian eight because I go, I worry. You know, because I worry that, hey, are we being more divisive showing these images of Mm -hmm. minorities attacking minorities? Mm -hmm. Like, where are the positive and where's the balance? And this is where I had my own call to action and like in a woke moment going, what am I doing, man? Like, what am I doing with the blessings or the blessings of narrative, right? Of My personal experience where five years ago, two years ago, my story would is it wasn't chicken. It was like, what? I've never had that before that. What is that? Shark fin soup with, you know, with chitlins? I don't want that. You know, like, <laughs> I don't even understand it. They yeah. don't even, they couldn't yeah. get it. Where now I feel like, you know, this is something that people need to see. They need to mm-hmm. see the relationships we, you know, between my, my mother and my father, a, a woman from Korea coming with the idea of the American dream but then being affected by the black experience that through my dad's eyes, yeah, wow. right? And then teaching her about American racism, yeah. which she had no knowledge about. Oh, and then wow. teaching me and my sister about our place in America through her lens. Right. But then our father, civil rights activist, part of that movement, but a certain generation, where as a kid, I go, why do you call white men sir all the time? Mm-hmm. Like he's from he's from paris texas, texas is what this right, yeah. is a generation it's like yeah, to yeah, avoid yeah, yeah. avoid the conflict right or, right and you know and then trying to raise a minority man without the fear of what how he sees himself in this country but as an american but still be aware of the issues without being negative about it yeah. right oh so complex right it's such a
0: rich, it sounds such a rich
3: story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's so,
1: dope yeah, yeah I'm so excited. That,
3: that's something that i'm super excited about and i feel like you know there's been a lot of great support up to this point and you know mm-hmm. we're trying to get this thing made and
0: yeah right
3: now we're looking for a showrunner and um and i think it's something that you know it's just just uh, yeah it's just something we we need at this
1: moment you know and i'm i'm
3: I'm happy to be a part of it
1: yeah yeah well i'm guessing it'd be like an hour drama uh i'm guessing well you know in this business
3: you you realize you have to you know kind of be like water and and see first of all where we're gonna land what their appetite is if it's half hour comedy i didn't see it like that at first i saw more like wonder years Mm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. like that kind of you know perspective right um but it could work as a half hour comedy I just don't want it you know because there's so many like subtextual messages that I don't want to just be overlooked you know like I want it to be as poignant as like you know um um you know what was that family um all in the family Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Through so- laughter to be able to, you know, address yeah. these issues, right? Oh, so like a
1: yeah. kind of like a Norman Lear situation. Yeah. yeah, but it would
3: be nice to have one camera, single cam style, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where it's a little slower, you know? So right. yeah. You know, that's my vision,
1: but we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We, we, we would love to see that. That's,
1: yeah. We'll put that, it out in the universe, yeah. it's yeah. out there now. That gets, yeah, yeah,
0: that gets us excited, you know? Like yeah. stories like that, that we've never, we never see on TV, but those are the things that we need um yeah. okay so so we like to end our this session um the interview with this uh segment we call the facts or the faqs just just fun questions to, to wrap everything up so your first question is what was the last tv series you binged
3: um queen's gambit
0: mm.
1: oh, i was just, so ready to
0: watch that show the other day I, w- I think my sister-in-law she's asking what to watch and i said queen's gambit that's and she good. did an
1: amazing job hosting SNL last oh, week. Oh, she season did. Finale. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that was, was
0: a good show. That was a really good show. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, she... when I, when, at first, when I saw Anya Taylor Joy, I was like, oh, is, it, is she going to be funny? And she was. <laughs> she, it, it, she, she, she was. She was. Okay. Yeah. Second question. This is This is a very crucial question. Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? Why or why not? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Sandwich? (laughs) No, it's a hot dog. It's it's in its own category. You think?
3: Yeah, you never call a hot dog a sandwich, right? But it could be considered a a sandwich, though. Is it
1: It's
0: the same. It's the same setup.
3: Well, well, So is a burger sandwich? But okay, I. This is my theory. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because there's there's sandwich, hot dog, hoagies, right?
1: Okay. There's there's
3: hoagies too, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe sandwiches, the bread has to be separated, right? Oh, okay. A, a hoagie can be like a French bread, just mm-hmm. kind of opened cool. up, right? Yeah, yeah. Hot hot dog doesn't, the bun doesn't necessarily open up. It's just kind of right there.
1: It just splits down like that, yeah. right? Yeah. This yeah. is a t- this is like a question that I've been grappling I think, with. <laughs>
0: I think it can be put under the sandwich category, but obviously it has its own like I think like even like a, a hoagie like all support like all those things can be put in the sandwich even a burger yeah, like sandwich re- category I don't burger they, they all have the same stuff <laughs> right they all are two buns with meat and maybe sometimes vegetables sometimes cheese and well sauce. like on the
1: spectrum of bread concoctions <laughs> it, it's i think it does fall between a hoagie and a sandwich right uh maybe midway because i think burger is a totally different story right okay this is this is
0: category, like a, a umbrella category and there's some mm-hmm. different types of sandwiches that fall in it
3: well okay. i i well i I think if you can't afford the bun, which my mother never bought a a hamburger hot dog bun, there was yeah. always white bread. She goes, Do you so I think if you put the hot dog in the the Wonder Bread, yeah, the bread, then it's a it's a hot dog sandwich.
2: <laughs> there you
3: go. <laughs>
1: Right? That's true. We'll it depends. It we'll depends on the bread. Dog sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. Well, the world <laughs> we'll will never know. To We're <laughs> gonna ask this to every guest from <laughs> now on. Okay.
0: All right. What is one talent you have that many people may not know?
3: Um, I am a self-claimed, and to some of my friends, who do have a tendency to have envy and jealousy, I probably am the best um, mime amateur mime amongst my <laughs> they laugh see they laugh because they yeah, don't but, have the gift no
0: I'm laughing I haven't seen or anything about a mime in such a long time like yeah. I bad
1: about them the, marginalized. No, yes. No, yes. justice for no. mime
0: for no. mime where you at mimes like come back no, out mimes
1: come out <laughs> well I think, think well as an actor don't you I think don't they have like acting classes, like mime is part of the repertoire. I, I know a lot of my actor friends it's taken mime before. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. yeah.
0: I think yeah. in improv,
3: they make you do a lot of mime exercises. Yeah. Okay, mime, I ex- like, okay. I, I, I like to incorporate mime in, into my dance repertoire. And when I first met my yeah. wife, yeah, when I first met, met my wife, like the pickup lines have mime incorporated, like, you know, it's like, what's up? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Where are, you, where are you going? Where are you going? Right? Watch this one. That's one. Hey, where, where are you going? Let me go down the stairs. Right? Oh, you woke your dog up. He's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Look
2: how the dog is looking at you. <laughs> So oh my God!
1: Home, back He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, wow. So, Sung Kang, the mind. Yes, oh, okay, we, we need to we need to see more of that in your in in, 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 in in the next couple of things that you do. Okay. So, is there a movie or TV series that you watched as a child that scarred you for life? Ah, <laughs>
3: uh, scarred me for life me for life. Or, me or like life. scared you, like yeah, or, or like or, yeah.
0: scared you and left like you couldn't watch it again for like ten years or
3: something. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Have you ever? Have you guys ever seen Faces of Death? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my
1: god, a- yes.
3: But, like a nine-year-old boy does not need to be watching that. Like Faces a, of no. Death. That it, it, it was
1: a, gets- it was a series, right? It was like a series of VHS tapes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it, it's just that like showing you how people
3: die, like in detail. And you go,
1: yeah.
3: right? But I think it was all fake. They said it was staged. Cause there's like people eating like you know, monkey brains. That's
1: oh. the one that sticks out in my head. Yeah, the where they put a- they put a documentary
0: <laughs> or a feature? I've never heard of this one. It's, it's a
1: docu, like, docu-series, I guess. I don't know.
3: Docu-feature docu about yes. like death, oh, you know, how gosh. people die. And it's I really
1: watched, graphic. Watched,
0: I just watched a docu-feature about death. It's on Netflix. Honestly, it made me like feel okay about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys watched it, it made me feel less scared about it. But I don't, I mean, obviously I don't want to die. So
1: yeah, this is like the, this the, one the monkey... Death. yeah this one one, (laughs) this one was (laughs) almost like a snuff film like it's weird it's like the one that me and sung were talking about i remember this vividly like these got these people they go to this restaurant and i remember a monkey's head pops out from the middle of the table they trap it and then they bang it with a hammer the head until it dies and then they eat the monkey brain
0: and you see this happening the whole thing, oh no!
3: And then they go into like cinematic close-ups, like a single Hell of the of the monkey going.
0: Released yeah! <laughs> in America,
3: I, I don't, don't think they were
1: American.
0: Okay, I was gonna yeah. Say, like <laughs> I feel like PETA would have been all over that. Uh,
1: it, I don't was, know if it was. It might have been. Re- I don't know, but I remember watching that as well. Oh, good, you bought that. I, I wonder if that's like on uh, a streaming service. <laughs> we're,
0: gonna, we're gonna go for <laughs> wait what is it called i can probably watch it now what is it called faces Faces of of death faces of death okay
1: and Um, there's like volume one two three there's like a um, lot there uh, yeah Yeah. okay well that's a good answer
0: (laughs) (laughs) faces of death um okay would you rather be a wizard or a superhero i would
3: like to a wizard okay so you're more like a Harry potter well i could i could I could spell myself to be a hero then, right?
0: Yeah, you can.
1: Okay, look at that bucking the system. You know, is <laughs> <Right>. that... <laughs> yeah. you know, as a kid, remember the genies, the three wishes, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always I always said, What's the worry, guys? And they're like, Why? We have three. I go, Wish for a million wishes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. Right. there you a, go
0: uh, superheroes have a lot of responsibility too like yeah wizards, wizard
1: I, I wizards just chill right I, I So chill it's because yeah. it's like, the
3: clothing you only need one layer of clothes everything <laughs> can be what if underneath all right superhero, it's all tight you gotta watch your weight you can't get yeah your so, right. i mean i'm sure
1: gandalf is like in shape and everything but you know he's like no, chill he's and he
2: He's not. (laughs) He's late, but like
1: he died and he came back. He was Gandalf the White and Gandalf the Grey. He just comes back, like Han. That's like Han. (laughs) Han. Is the Gandalf of the Fast and Furious <laughs> Look franchise? Look like how you connected the
0: two.
1: So, our final question is: Is there an underrepresented uh, voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, or creator, that is not like wildly known that you think people need to know about and deserves more recognition from the film and TV Hollywood world?
3: Ah, great. Great question. Mm. There's so many unsung heroes. Yeah. You mm. know, um, I mean, I can go down a list of people that I feel. Yeah. Merits, feel free. You know, so many people, but even mm. even just going back to the start of my career from our conversation about mm. it tomorrow, there were so many people that were mm. part of that, from the 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 the, the, the producers to uh, Ernesto Ferrando, who mm. is a uh, a. A screenwriter that went to film school with Justin. You know, he has been with us on this journey from Better Luck Tomorrow all the way to you know the Fast movies because he mm-hmm. gives Justin opinion. He's able to bounce off ideas and you know when you you know hear or well, you see like a life you know doc biopic about some famous person and they have like their right hand man you know or their partner in crime that's always been in the shadows you know um, Ernesto. You know, he's one of those people that you know never get the credit. people don't know who he is, but you know, he's able to really extract like, you know, the soul, I mean the the relatable, like I guess, themes that fast and better Look tomorrow, you know, has been able to convey. And mm. it's nice that Justin has a partner in crime like that. Nobody, nobody ever gives him credit. So I mean he's yeah. just one of many, many right. people, right?
0: lot of people like that yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah like right now I'm working with um a makeup team on the Hans uh, on, on the Obi-Wan huh. Kenobi series um <laughs> mm. and you know I get to work with this one gentleman Bart Mixon Nixon, Mixon mm. Mixon Mixon M-I-X-O-N who did the makeup and uh, the effects for the first it you know mm. and Pennywise is it you know and he's in his like 70s and he did the, oh, wow. the effects for the you know, Robocop, he was the one that oh, came up with all that stuff, the original one.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: so you know, he has the whole history of like amazing films that I grew up like riding my bike to the video store to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those people that like I, you know, like looked up to. Like, you know, I didn't know who he was. And now he's actually doing the prosthetics for me or doing my makeup for the show. But most importantly, his light behind his eyes, like he's so excited. To come to work every day he always wears some star wars or some marvel t-shirt you know, t-shirt, <laughs> you know and, and he's you know he's in his late 70s and he talks about the comic book that oh, he just dope. bought with his brother and he's talking about you know the, the you know how much he loves star wars and it's infectious you know and mm. this guy's been nominated or won oscars so you know he's seen it all he's worked with everybody you know so there's nobody that he's impressed about but he loves what he does you know yeah. and those are the People like Bart, you know, behind the scenes people, man. It's like, yeah, I, I'm i honored, humbled, and then grateful that I get to learn and be around people like, you know, Bart. Um, anyway, so I can just keep going,
1: guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: those are great. Great. Yeah, shout out to all of them. Shout
1: out. And we know that you're wearing prosthetics for Obi-Wan, so, hmm, no. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's prosthetics to make
3: these look smaller. So, you know. <laughs> Love that! We look forward to seeing you.
1: In we we look forward to seeing your mime skills in yeah, and over one. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and then Fast Nine, Han. Oh, I forgot oh, 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 you Han. Sorry. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you, son
1: Thank you. So much laughter.
0: Love it. Yeah, it was a good nice time.
1: time. Sure was. And, and uh, Fast Furious Nine, Fast Nine, Furious Nine comes out this Friday. <laughs> On the 25th, because this show is coming out on what day? The 22nd. (laughs) go
0: to the theaters guys we went this, to the this theaters fr- and it was, yeah. it was a great experience it was nice to be back after i think what did you say like a, my, i think mine was like a year and a half or something or probably like 2019 was the last yeah year. mine
1: was my last movie i saw was the mulan premiere in march yeah 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah yeah and then That's this wow. fast nine was my first movie i saw in the theater like an actual theater yeah. so so, it was a good one to, to watch. It, it,
0: it's a good one. You need to watch it in the theaters, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks again, Sung. For,
1: Thank for, you so much, Sung.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.